The sound of the rain wakes me up. Turn off the alarm, pour me a cup. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers, who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you today from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment. Maybe we should just shorten that and call the podcast NHTE. My guest this time is originally from Arizona, but joins me today from Nashville via the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line. She is a singer-songwriter. Her music is available on cdbaby.com. She has hosted Writer's Nights up in Music City and has worked with Johnny Garcia, lead guitar player for Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Uh, Johnny producing and publishing my guest's music. She's heading this week to perform at South by Southwest. You have been hearing one of her songs called Sunny Side Up. Please welcome today Ashley E. Norton. Hello. Ashley, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Ashley, wow. (laughs) I don't know where to start with you uh, with with all that you've done and, and got going on. I mentioned there in the intro about hosting Writer's Nights, and as much as I just want to move on from that, I know what those are because I've not only been to Writer's Nights in Nashville, but your Writer's Night in Nashville included. Uh, But for the uneducated that are listening to this podcast that don't know what a Writer's Night is all about, uh, not to mention for the up-and-coming songwriters who have downloaded this episode, give the listeners uh, kind of a Writer's Nights 101, you know, kind of a uh, what they are and what they aren't, so that uh, tourists, music fans, and or songwriters don't go there with the wrong idea. Um, well, I have to tell you that when my first Writer's Night I ever hosted, I didn't really know what they were either, <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> figured it out along the way myself. But um, it's just a night that we put on at a venue where we give a chance for the songwriters to feature their songs, so it doesn't have to be more than three or four songs. It's more of a networking opportunity for the songwriters, a chance for other people to hear what they do and then move on. So there are usually three to four people on stage at once, and we just go down the line, song, 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 until they've done three or four and then everybody mingles and gets to meet each other and potentially connect for writing or other opportunities it's really 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 fun so definitely unique to nashville okay and so uh as a veteran of those where do you come down on the argument uh of could there be big deal people at a writer's night that hear me play Absolutely. I mean, I met my producer at my writer's night, um, Johnny Garcia, and we had a wonderful um, writing relationship for a long time. And then he produced my album. So um, there are definitely connections to be made, um, especially some of my best friends and my co-writers are there. And and I've had people get signed out of my writer's night. I had um, a big label come in and and specifically look at a guy and, 
and then they ended up signing him wow. right there at my website. So it exists, but it's definitely rare. But like anything in this town, there's just opportunity everywhere. You just got to go out and find it. Yeah, I was just going to say, I guess, uh, you know, anything can happen in Nashville. It can. It can. It's a really good place to be for musicians. It's just there's something on every corner. Yeah, just just don't bet just don't bet the just don't bet the house on on that something happening to you <laughs> in the first week <laughs> of the first month. Um okay, so anyhow, I said in setting up that uh first question that I was prepared to just breeze right through it and this is where I was going to go then. Uh I mentioned at the opening of this episode that you're originally from Arizona. So living in Nashville, uh Music City, you are playing all the time, but you do get out and play on the road. I know you've played back home in Arizona, you've played in New Mexico and Kansas City. As much as musicians are heard talking about looking forward to coming home, getting off the road, uh, being around so much in Nashville, I bet you kind of like getting out on the road. I do. It's really nice to play for people who aren't musicians because it often it's it's which is a great networking thing here and it's just a great community but everybody's doing the same thing and everybody out at the show is doing the same thing so it's really nice to get out to another city where you don't necessarily have that you can play for you know a brand new audience who doesn't know your material also and doesn't know who you are because it's such a small town here and a chance to play for longer because it's it's pretty over so sets are shorter and um it's nice to go somewhere and play for one, two, even three hours sometimes. I like that. It's an interesting perspective. Um, even though you live in Nashville and even though you host writer's nights, do you still go out around town on a on a quote-unquote night off just to sit and listen to more live music? And, and if so, is it just to relax and have some original background music? Or is it, oh, no, I'm always working. I've always got my ears open to what other people are doing. Or, or maybe I'm wrong and, and all that's out the window and it's, heck no, Bruce, a girl's got to have a quiet night off away from all that. <laughs> well, yeah, smart man. That is definitely true. And, um, you know, I'm going to go with all the above. Sometimes I like to, um, I, Sometimes I just like to turn everything off and just go to a show and just enjoy it. Um, there's so much good music that comes through here and often unexpected. Um, you can go hear um, an artist that you've never heard of before at some venue and just be absolutely blown away and become a new fan because people are always coming through here. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I like to go scope it out and, and see what people are doing see where other people are playing and and get inspired by that so um and also you know you never know who you're going to meet at those shows too so it's good to get out and be seen and and talk to people you never know who you're sitting next to in nashville (laughs) yeah to to see and be seen that's that's good uh you have publicly stated that you quote Packed up your car with nothing but a dream, a guitar, and a voice. Now here you are succeeding in music in Nashville. I mentioned uh, some of the cities you've played in outside of Tennessee. Your music uh, is available on iHeartRadio and Spotify, among others. And I could keep going with the highlights, which brings me to the question, do you ever take time to just stop and say, wow, you know, and kind of smile at at everything you've accomplished? (laughs) Not until I talk to people like you who pointed out to me, I forget sometimes um, because, you know, it becomes a job. It becomes a routine. But, yeah, I suppose I suppose I do a lot in music and it is it is very rewarding, especially being around so many like minded people. Um, even my house alone, I live with a, 
a, a drummer and a guitar player and a bass player. <laughs> and we're just constantly making music over here. And sometimes, sometimes we forget and we're just in it. And then if you take a step back and look in, it's like, wow, this is really amazing to be doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I imagine that because it's so competitive, um, you know, and, and, and especially there, as you just mentioned, you are around so many others that are doing it. Uh, there's probably almost a, a temptation to just push yourself even harder and not take a, a step back to catch your breath and to look and say, well, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm dealing from a, a position of strength, so, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it definitely being in Nashville makes you want to raise the bar higher. But, you know, I think it's healthier. It's easy to say to call it competition, but it's better to look at it as more of like a, um, an inspiration. That's good. Because you don't have that from your hometown. You know, you're you're playing shows and, and everybody thinks that you're going to be this big star and you come here and everybody has that same thing in their own hometown. And so it's easy to look at each other and, you know, be like, well, hmm, who's going to make it to the top? And really there's room for all of us if we all just work together and hang together. And that's what me and my, my group of friends do. And it's really magical actually. Yeah, that's great. And, and, you know, just having the right attitude, like you said, looking at it not as competition but as inspiration, um, you know, that that in itself is, is going to set you up for good things because you're in a good headspace uh, and, and approaching it from the right attitude. I would, I would argue that if you do go into it looking at it strictly as being a competitive arena, then you probably are setting yourself up for a better chance of failing because you're you're kind of dealing from the glass half empty uh, approach. Yeah, well, you're not going to make any friends that way. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's um, it's just really important to from you know remember why we're here, and that's because we love music. And how great is it to be in a town with the opportunity to do that on a regular basis and whatever level you're doing it? There's room for so much, and there's so much more to come. Yeah, so let's so let's be uh, let's motivate and not compete. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me from Nashville on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line is singer songwriter Ashley E. Norton. Check her out at www.ashleyenorton.com. Be sure to purchase her music too, and find her on Twitter, Facebook, Reverb Nation, and more. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz as well to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Ashley, I mentioned during the intro that you've worked with Johnny Garcia, who you mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, he has played lead guitar for Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Uh, certainly a tremendous asset to your career. Absolutely. We wrote many songs together, many wonderful songs together. He really helped shape shape who I am as a country artist among many of many things, but as a country artist, he definitely helped me get to where I want to be and produced a beautiful album for me that has been footsteps on other things. So it's been, it's been great working with him. And I, I, I want the listeners to hear exactly the work that, that you and Johnny did together, because I think the temptation, I, I, 
know that you would agree with me, is for people to hear that and immediately make the leap to ask her if she's met Garth Brooks, ask her if she's met Trisha Yearwood, and that's not really what that's about. No, no, and I I have not. Um, They don't live in Nashville, so I know Johnny's been out on the road with them here and there, and if they ever come to Nashville, I'm sure he would be kind enough to give me an introduction, but... You know they're out hustling it, hustling it just like we are. So yeah, and and <laughs> and you don't go into that relationship with Johnny for anything other than Ashley Norton's music, and not not for uh, you know being a stargazer. So it's you know it's it's really I don't even know if it's an afterthought. I think it's just you are you, you do have a laser focus on on everything that you're doing that. Um, the thought really doesn't even cross your mind, uh, you know, like you said, unless they just happen to be in town and it kind of came up in conversation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately, I'm working with Johnny because um, I really, really love his guitar playing and we worked really well together as a songwriting team and wrote some beautiful stuff. So that's what's most important here. Is there one something, Ashley, that you haven't done in Nashville yet that you're kind of surprised at, and and so maybe you're still chasing after whatever that is? Huh. That's a really good question. (laughs) I'm not not quite sure how to answer it. Um, I mean, I feel pretty fulfilled as far as what I came to do in Nashville Um, it's now more of a matter of taking those things to another level. Like I, I can't, I actually, I produced two albums here, two country albums among other things. Um, and I mean, I would love to now hear those on the radio or I'd love to, um, have a chance to open up for another artist on some bigger stages in Nashville and other cities as well. Um, but as far as being here, I mean, I've, I've met my group of co-writers that I'm solid with and want to continue with. I've met my group of musicians that I want to back me as a band, and I've made two albums. So, I mean, that's what I came here to do, and now it's just a matter of what comes next with that. Well, I uh, I do pride myself on doing some pretty good research uh, in the lead-up to these podcast interviews, but I will uh, plead the fifth here and say... I don't know. Um, have you played at the Bluebird Cafe? And I and I only bring that up because if there's one spot in Nashville that the lay person knows about, it's it's the Bluebird Cafe, and and probably helped in large part because of the TV show Nashville. Uh, have yeah. you played there? I did actually. That was the very first time I ever came to Nashville. I was um, sitting in my room in Arizona, and I just decided that I wanted to come here. Um, and I wanted to play at the Bluebird. I, I don't. It's funny. It just I literally woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I need to get to Nashville and I want to play at the Bluebird. And so I sent them my um, demo tape, and they accepted me into their songwriter night. So that was my first songwriter night I ever played. I came out here with my parents and with about three of my best girlfriends, and we made a little vacation out of it. And we played the Bluebird, and it was really fun. Um, and I decided that I wanted to try and make a move here. And I think it was just about a year later that I was living in Nashville after that. And when was that? When did you actually uh, move to Nashville? Um, it's been about three and a half years ago, I think. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. 
so, time. <laughs> so, so even the bluebird is is crossed off the to do list in Nashville, and, and while you were still an Arizona resident, mind you. So good for you. Well, yeah, you know, I did it, and it was great. And I've played many other great stages here as well. So I would play at the Bluebird again, but I guess it's just not at the. Um, yeah, I did. I checked it off a long time ago, <laughs> and uh, and then started hosting my own songwriter night. So I kind of stopped playing as many other ones because I so I could focus on my own. With all the great talent around there, and and we just mentioned Johnny Garcia, uh, who do you turn to for advice for for inspiration? Well, lately, that would have to be. Um, one of my best friends out here and co-writers and um, partners in uh, musical and many musical ventures, actually, his name is Ed Williams. Um, He's a bass player um, among many other things, but I I think he would call himself mainly a bass player. He's also a great singer, amazing songwriter. That's kind of who I mostly do my songwriting with these days. If I'm not writing songs on my own, um, um, but, but yeah, we kind of tend to really lean on each other and help push each other forward. And he really inspires me. He's constantly growing and wanting to grow and learn new things in his music, as as am I. So we just got off the road together. And um, yeah, I definitely say he's he's probably the one that I lean on the most musically. And, you know, just a wonderful friend and a wonderful person. So I'm lucky to have, I, I have a lot of those out here, but I'm going to specifically mention Ed on this time. Okay. And, and maybe I uh, made that question a little bit too narrow by, by couching it so that it sounded like it's, it's limited to Nashville, just because that seems like the natural tendency. But is there anyone outside of Nashville or even outside of Tennessee that you say, oh, well, if you're going to open it up to any one of the 50 states, Bruce, then yes, I've got someone here or there, or is it, no, he's he's my guy right now and, and get plenty of inspiration uh, just from that relationship? I mean, musically, I'd say that's definitely who I'm working with the most. But, I mean, yeah, I have, uh, um, you know, my, my drummer, I live with him, Jaron. We become very good friends, and we kind of help push each other um, to get out there and do what we do as well. Um I have some wonderful, wonderful girlfriends here, you know, Meredith and Nicole and Kellyanne, and they're all just beautiful souls, and we call each other on a regular basis, and often, often don't even say hello, we'll just answer the phone and just start. Mid-sentence. Start saying things. <laughs> I, and so... I imagine, I imagine, uh, you mentioned that, that your family came with you, uh, when you played at the Bluebird and I'm sure it was difficult for them to watch you leave Arizona, but, uh, certainly they've been supportive all the time that, that you've been gone. Oh, they are so supportive and I miss them every day. And it's really, it's really tough to be so far away from them, but I'm just so lucky that I come from such a supportive family and they'll get behind whatever I do and vice versa. So, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard being here without an immediate family, but you kind of create your own. Like I was saying before, um, you know, it was my birthday last week and we're all just sitting around the table and it was just me and my closest friends here, and we're looking around going, wow, this is quite a family we put together. <laughs> Very nice. It's no secret that the uh, three big markets in the U.S. for music are Nashville, New York, and L.A. Have you ever had thoughts about leaving Nashville to go try your hand at one of those others? 
Yeah, I've thought about it. You know, I grew up really close to L.A., so that was definitely always on my mind. But um, I never really wanted to be an actress. And then I I did consider, I actually am very, very influenced by Broadway musicals. So there's a small piece of me that always will regret not going for that side of music. Interesting. Living to New York. But, um, yeah, I do... New York does have a great music scene, but I've noticed what's interesting is a lot of musicians from New York are moving to Nashville. Although I mean a lot because it's cheaper here and um, it's, it's less, it's, you know, the cost of living is much lower here mostly. And then it's just, it's the same people. <laughs> like I've noticed a lot of the, the songwriter networks are kind of similar. People tend to have a lot of friends sim- that are the same on Facebook and, <laughs> and uh, similar name dropping and whatnot. So I don't know if I'd get much more there than I'm already getting here as a singer-songwriter anyway. Interesting. I want to ask a question based on a lot of what I see, which is, uh, people who have a great voice but don't play an instrument. Now, you play guitar, uh, and with the active involvement in music that we've been talking about, do you see opportunities for people who just sing to really thrive? Or, or by and large, does it put a person so much further ahead when they already play some instrument, in your opinion? I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I mean, I... If you're just trying to be an artist and, and and you're a great singer and that's what you want to do and you come, want to come to Nashville and you want to get a record deal and sing other people's songs, I mean, yeah, that opportunity exists here and, and good for you. If that's, your, if that's what you excel in, then that's what you should go for. But I do personally tend to gravitate more towards singers I, and I listen to singers who write their own songs because um, and and often and, and even if you don't play an instrument and you're a singer you can still write songs but you're probably gonna have to pair up with some co-writers that do play guitar um, which is great I actually know a songwriter out here and that's all she's trying to do is do songwriting and, and she doesn't she plays a little guitar but not in co-writes usually sometimes she will but usually she'll go in and her her thing is is lyrics and melody, and she I write with her all the time because she's amazing. Um, oh gosh, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit on this one because no, that's <laughs> there's fine. so many levels to that question. Um, but yeah, I mean, from I'm going to relate more personally to somebody who plays an instrument and sings and writes their own songs because that's what I do. So. I, it's it's relatable to me, and that's kind of what I gravitate to as a listener. Um, but yeah, I do think there is a market out here if you're really just trying to be a singer. Um, and, and also, the, the, the other thing is if you're just a singer and you move to Nashville and you, I mean, there's so much more opportunity for you can grow so much further beyond that. You can learn backup singing. Um, you can learn to be a songwriter. You There's opportunity everywhere to want to try and learn an instrument. And I think that if you're really serious about doing music, I think you're going to naturally kind of fall into that anyway. But that's just my opinion. That's all great. It's a, it's a very insightful answer and, and very informative. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host 
and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be on time. Early is on time. If you have a cable that goes or a battery that's dead or something that just doesn't sound right, you want to have time to do your troubleshooting yet still be able to start at the time you were scheduled for. Getting there at the last minute, starting late, these are strikes against you that can't help your chances when it comes to try to get rebooked at that venue. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me from Nashville on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line is singer-songwriter Ashley E. Norton. Check her out at www.ashleyenorton.com. Be sure to purchase her music, too, and find her all throughout social media, Twitter, Facebook, Reverb Nation, a whole lot more. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R for the spelling challenged, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower, Ashley E. Norton. The E is for excellent, I think. Um, <laughs> if if, uh, if now here this was, was working with you, I, I, I'm sure that I would put some kind of spin on that and, and tell people that's what it was. Or, or I'd put the E at the beginning, uh, just like uh, just like I do in a... I like to joke with, with friends, uh, just approach them and randomly say with, a, with a, a single initial before their name. And it really throws... Sometimes I'll put the third at the end. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the goofy side of, of your podcast host. Um, Ashley, you write all of your own music across numerous genres, uh, which is cool, by the way. I'm a big fan of diversity, flexibility, opening oneself up to, to various opportunities. Um, anyhow, I would love for you to tell the listeners about the Madison Hearts. Okay, um, yeah, so... My drummer I mentioned earlier, um, Jaron Mossman, um, we've known each other since high school, actually, and we both moved out of Arizona at the same time, um, and he moved to New York, and I moved to Nashville, and he was he joined a touring band, and every time he would come through Nashville, he would stay with me, and he would be like, God, I just love this city so much, and eventually, he ended up coming for um, the whole summer, and he called up his guitar player, um, and, uh, and said, Hey, why don't you come out here and check it out? And so the two of them came over the summer and they just never left. (laughs) So (laughs) we called up, uh, we needed a bass player, which obviously I would, I would always call Ed first. And, um, the four of us just started rehearsing and about a month later, and we took maybe six or seven of my songs. And about a month later, we just we said, well, let's go to the studio and record some of this stuff. And we, and it was really fun because I got to record a lot of things that I hadn't done before. I just finished making a country album um, and I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, and we were just having a lot of fun being a rock band. And so we ended up releasing this EP, calling ourselves the Madison Hearts, um, which comes from a long story about my car being totaled by a drunk homeless man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Please, please, uh, please, I'll... please share that story. Please share that story. We can't, we can't, oh, we can't let, we can't let you say something like that and then just move on with the rest of your answer and leave the <laughs> listeners going, okay, that sounded pretty cool. What happened to her? 
because so, I saw the Madison Hearts in, in getting ready for the podcast, and I thought, I don't know what that could be. Madison, Wisconsin, maybe? And, and so this, so this, uh, this is going to be good. Go ahead. Uh, no, I live off um, Madison Avenue. Avenue? I can't remember. But um, it's uh, in, I lived there at the time over the summer, and I lived in a one-bedroom apartment. And so it was the three of us live staying in this one bedroom apartment while we were recording my EP. And one day we were getting ready for a gig. Um, and I was parked out on the street right in front of my apartment. This is in Germantown. And we hear this loud crash and we all come running out. We all have our instruments strapped to our backs. I mean, we were ready. We were out the door. We, if we had been there 45 seconds earlier, um, we would have been hit. And luckily, again, I was typically running late. So um, <laughs> we walk out the door and we see that my car has just been totaled. I mean, some another car had hit it so hard that it was just a piece of – it was just completely smashed into and just lying wow. there pathetically on the side of the road. Wow. And, um, and we were just in shock. And we look over – to our left and I see this guy running down the street. And so naturally in my short little dress and, and high heels, I start chasing <laughs> after him. And naturally my guitar player starts chasing after me. So the three of us are just running down Madison after this guy. And we're going, Hey, stop and screaming at him. And he just keeps going. And, um, we like throw our instruments down. And then, um, all at this point, all the, the whole neighborhood's out and everybody in the apartment building is just trying to see what all the commotion is. And, uh, maybe two other people go chasing after this guy. And I go back over and start talking to the police and, um, and I, apparently one of our, our upstairs neighbors had just body slammed him to the ground and he was wow. so drunk and God knows what else and just rambling on. And, um, yeah. So that at this point we, I'm living in a one bedroom apartment with my drummer and my guitar player and we have one car between the oh, three gosh. of us. Um, and so that's why we decided to name our band the Madison Hearts because we're like, you know what? At this point, it takes a lot of heart to do what we're doing, and it all <laughs> happened on Madison Street. Um, now we're in a. We ended up moving to a much bigger place, and we're all very comfortable in a beautiful home in Nashville at the moment. But it was just an interesting bonding experience for us as as a band. And if that uh, homeless guy has found better times and he has downloaded this podcast, no, you are not entitled to anything, any royalties that the Madison Hearts generate just because you influenced <laughs> their, their group name. <laughs> uh, and so um, you you put together the music, uh, you recorded an EP, and um, and then you did a, a three-week-long uh, three tour uh, last November, the Madison Hearts? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, we went we went out to the West Coast because um, uh, Jaron and I from were in some projects out west for many years that generated a lot of fans. So we wanted to bring our our new project together um, and out there and show people what we've been working on. And I just kind of started booking the, our, our own tour and it just kept rolling with it. We ended up playing. Um, I think it was like 17 shows. It was a lot wow. of shows. We played, we had some residencies in Scottsdale and then we went out to California and then we did Northern Arizona, like Sedona and Flagstaff. 
And then we would kind of bounce back and forth to Scottsdale. And then we did, um, we played in um, Santa Fe as well. And then came back to Nashville. So it was just a, it was a really interesting tour um, because it wasn't typical in any sense, but it was a lot of fun and it was really nice to bring our project home and show our friends and family out there what we've been working on. Well, and not to mention, uh, to, to marry that with an earlier answer that you gave, you know, it, it really gave you an opportunity to uh, kind of have your your creative fire kept lit uh, because instead of just being the Ashley E. Norton that is known uh, in Nashville as a singer-songwriter and, and seen out at writers' nights and, and thus as a solo act, all of a sudden you kind of got to go, you know what, like, I really enjoy all this and I'm thankful for it, but this is going to be fun to get out and to do a different style of music, to be in a band environment, uh, to play outside of Tennessee. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I do write for every genre, um, because I love every genre and I'm also beyond a songwriter. I'm a performer. So I want to perform this stuff too. So I end up being in a bunch of different projects to give myself an outlet to sing all the songs that I want to sing so I can be fulfilled. Um, so it's nice. I love my country stuff and I love that I could put together a rock band and really just rock out some of my, my harder tunes. And I, you know, I have, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but I have another project where I'm, you know, could bring in a whole, new slew of uh of folk songs as well so it's it's nice to have and just i just didn't want to pigeonhole myself or put myself in a box and say i have to do this this is what i choose one thing and go for that like why why do that when i can do it all (laughs) yeah that's great the the old uh don't put all your eggs in one basket approach so 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 let's go there then um way back at the beginning of this podcast when i introduced you I said that you will be heading to South by Southwest this week, uh, but now after we just spent all that time educating the listeners on the Madison Hearts, folks, forget everything you just heard, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> this week at South by Southwest, you will actually be with a duo that you're in, which is called Witherward. Yep. So I mentioned Ed Williams earlier, and... Um, Ed and uh, Ed is also the bass player in the Madison Hearts. Yeah, he's the and one that you cited we, as your as your big local influence, your he is, inspiration. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yes, um, and we were sitting at Cafe Coco one night, just kind of. We sat there for like four or five hours, just talking about life and where we wanted to go musically and different projects we wanted to do. And he's kind of brought up. He's like, "Well, what if we?" what if we started a duo and give us a chance to play? Cause we were talking about how we both have these folk roots. Um, we both love folk music and I never get to play it because I'm in the rock band. And then I had my country band. And I mean, I would sometimes play my folk songs at singer songwriter nights, but that's not what people, people didn't want to never requested them or wanted to hear them because they knew me as the country artist or the rock artist. Sure. So, and we both love harmony. And so we decided well, let's just start a folk duo because it gives me a chance. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a guitar player. I say that I play guitar. Um, so this gave me a chance to really get to know my guitar better. Um, and also Ed normally plays bass. So this gave him a chance to play guitar. So we both decided that we're going to play guitars in this band and we're both going to sing 
Um, it'll be equal harmonies and harmonies throughout the whole thing because we both love harmony and do the songs that we love that we never get a chance to do. So it's all about the love of it and just doing something fun. And um, and we just kind of kept going with it. Like we uh, decide we all we wear all black to our shows and then we wear buttons. We have a collection of like 50 buttons by now and we wear different ones. Uh, kind of like the uh, the flair that they talked about in the movie Office Space, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We only had 16 pieces of flair, not 17 pieces. <laughs> you know the movie well. Um, <laughs> and so, in this, listeners, is, is how busy Ashley is. So, so Witherward, so you and Ed, your, your duo, um, you, you just were on the road. You know, you're yeah, going you're going sure. to Texas this week for South by Southwest, but but you had just you had just come back recently from uh, playing uh, Witherward shows uh, outside of Tennessee. We did we did a um, a very short run. Um, uh, we went to one of our our uh, favorite bands is a band called Embird. Um, they're out of Kansas City, and they host a songwriter night. That actually, it's funny because the the guitar player told me that they modeled it based off of my songwriter night in wow. Kansas City. Yeah. So we were like, well, we have to come play this. And yeah, that's so, a nice compliment. It really was. I, I had no idea. And um, so it was really cool to go there and, and play their songwriter night. And, I, and they actually, they got to introduce us on stage and then we introduced them. And I was like, oh, this is like old days because they used to live in Nashville. So um, we went out to Kansas City and got to do a show at their songwriter night night with them. Um, And it was a really great audience and great venue. We had an absolute blast. Um, It was a place called Uptown Arts Bar. And then we actually ended up hanging out in Kansas City for a few more days because there was a folk conference going on. So we got to go check that out um, and kind of network in the folk world, which we're new to, but we have so many roots in, but we just started dabbling in as artists. So it was really nice to be there during that. And then... Yeah, we, you got to love the timing of how that all just, just all the planets lined up that it worked out that way. It did. It was really inspiring for us as a... Um, as a folk duo. And then we ended up coming back through um, and we played a, we played one of those shows in, in St. Louis where we walked in the bar and we said, Oh no, what, <laughs> what are we going <laughs> to do? I mean, it was this, just this dive bar and it was smoky and there was no real stage and it was small. And the opening act or we were, the other act that was supposed to be on the bill that's canceled. And so we, we just didn't know what to expect, but we ended up, doctoring up the stage and once we got the lights set up and the stage set up it ended up being a really great show i I think we only played for like 15 people but honestly sometimes those are the best audiences because you could hear a pin drop and everybody tipped us and everybody was very complimentary and just excited and that's why we put this together is to have fun and so it was a lot of fun and um we're definitely i'd rather play for well, sometimes I'd rather play <laughs> small, intimate crowds than large crowds that aren't really paying attention to what you're doing. So it's great. But was there a lesson in there? Um, and, and this this will be for the benefit of the listeners who are um, 
you know, who don't have now here this working for them, who are promoting themselves, booking themselves, etc. Uh, it, it sounds to me when, when you described the place initially that uh, you must have booked it sight unseen. Um, so, is, so is there a lesson in there, or does it not matter because it, it at the end of the day it ended up being uh, a good gig after all? Yeah, you know, when you're doing your own booking, or even if you have somebody else doing your booking, which we do both. Um, that tour, we booked one of the shows, and somebody else booked another show, the other show for us. Um, because for, forgive me for forgive me for interrupting. It, it 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 initially when you started to talk about that stop in St. Louis, I thought you were going to say we just kind of walked into a place and said, "Hey, do you need some music? We're passing through town." But it sounds to me like no, this this was already set up in advance of you arriving there. Yes, yes, we had we work we're working with a booking agent, and so he booked us in the gig, and he didn't really know what to expect of it either. So okay. he was actually gave us the option. He said, "Well, do you guys, you know, your your um, the other band on the bill just bailed? Do you still want to do it?" And we said, mm. "Yes." Well, I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, yeah. I'm always going to play a show um, regardless. So, um, luckily, I mean, I'm glad that we did. I mean, when you're on when you're on the road. When shows you, you're going to have some good ones and you're going to have some bad ones. You're going to have some amazing ones and you're going to have some terrible ones. You're going to have some okay ones. And you just got to know that going in and try not to be mad about it when they go down because you're going to get them all shapes and sizes. And it's just the name of the game. Absolutely. And, and that also goes back to something that we talked about earlier, which is, you know, just going in with a positive mindset. And, and I love the approach that you took, you know, the, the glass half full is that, hey, we're already here. You know, I, I love playing out on the road. I, I'm in acceptance of the fact that, you know, there's going to be some that, that just aren't the best and, and some that are going to be wonderful and some that are in between. Uh, so, you know, we we didn't come all this way to, to pass it up and, and just head back. So, um, I, you know, I, I love the, the positive mindset and, and, and the approach that, that you take to all these different opportunities. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's a tough business, so if you don't love it, then you really shouldn't be in it because you're going to drive yourself crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, um, just to keep the, the listeners' heads spinning even more, uh, so we talked about the band, the Madison Hearts, and now we just talked about the duo called Witherward. However, uh, last but definitely not least, because it's, it's certainly fun to end on a high note, um, you recently signed on as a solo country artist with an indie label. So, so congratulations, first of all. And uh, what at this early stage are you able to disclose uh, on this podcast about that opportunity? Well, um, we definitely have a lot in the works right now. It is very exciting. Um, the The label is called Desert Soul Records, um, and they're actually out of Arizona which is hilarious that I traveled all the way to Nashville to sign with the <laughs> label out of Arizona. But um, they actually heard the song Arizona Rain that I had produced with um, Johnny Garcia. I can't even remember how they heard it. I think it was... Um, I think it was just really random. Like uh, they were looking for this one artist and uh, a mutual somebody that we both knew. They ended up calling her to look for him. And she said, well, I don't know that artist in Nashville, but I do know Ashley Norton in Nashville. And they looked up my song, wow. Arizona Rain, wow. and they signed me immediately, basically, because they wow. want to release that song. Um, 
So now we're going to be recording. I know we're going to be recording at Blackboard Studios. We're just um, there's a couple really exciting things that we have in the works right now that we're waiting on before we do that. So um, it could be really exciting um, if these things come through. So I, I can't really talk about it just yet, but I'm certainly excited to have the opportunity that I have in front of me. And I just can't wait to get back. I can't wait to record another country album. We already have all the songs picked out and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, it could put me in some um, on another level of performing that I haven't yet gotten to experience. Indeed. Indeed. And, And congratulations again. And I want to clarify for the listeners that although she mentioned that Desert Soul Records uh, is based in Arizona, uh, Blackbird Studios is uh, actually in Nashville. So, um, you know, as as portable and as virtual as everything is uh, nowadays, there's there's uh, proof positive right there. Um, I actually I actually don't want to end uh, just yet, Ashley, because um, as I do prepare to to do the wrap up here, um, we are going to play another song, but. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned uh, during the intro that the listeners were hearing uh, the song called Sunny Side Up, and uh, we're also going to play a tune called Frequency as as we head out. Uh, but just, uh, if you would, just talk about both of those songs before we close. Absolutely. Um, those These are the most recent full band recordings I have. I did them with the Madison Hearts in um in the studio over the summer and uh sunny side up actually was the first song that i ever wrote with edward williams Ah. and (laughs) and it was actually really funny because he came over and and we we both honestly were not in the best of head spaces and we started writing all these melancholy things we're like you know what no let's just write a happy song we end up writing this happy song out of nowhere and just put us in the best mood and it's a lot of fun to perform that live as well and then um i wanted to close with uh with frequency because it's it's my favorite song that i've ever written um nice yeah it's uh i wrote it by myself um uh some time ago maybe maybe about a year ago um and it's just probably the most honest and emotional thing I've written. So I really enjoy performing. It's a bit, it's a bit sad and slow, but um, it really speaks to me. And I, I know I've had many people say the same. So, well, and I can actually, you know, I hear the sincerity in your voice, just the way you spoke about that song. So, um, you know, it is, it is nice to hear uh, a, a little bit of. of what's behind that song and uh and and the attachment that you do have to it so um thank you for that for that setup and and thank you uh ever so much for uh being my guest today great to hear your voice again i really appreciate you making the time for this thank you so much for having me this has been an absolute blast great i've enjoyed it i want to formally thank my guest ashley e norton and remind you listeners to be sure to check her out online at www com. Hit her social media too and buy her music as well, please. 
And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Uh, if you want to give us a nice five-star review on iTunes, too, that would not be so terrible. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from today's guest, Ashley E. Norton. This one is called Frequency. You said it was love at first sight I had stars caught in my eyes Lost in your beautiful bright lights You played my song on your guitar straight to the beat of my fragile heart I saw your angels dance with your demons now I'm all out of rhythm and rhyme I don't want to waste any more I just didn't do